Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where we dive into conversations about psychedelics and healing. I'm your host, Christine. And I'm Leah. We invite you to listen with an open mind and heart and a little bit of curiosity while we break your brains along with some stigmas and make you laugh along the way. So let's get into it. Welcome, everybody. I'm super excited for this episode. Um, I know that we had talked about human design with Erica in season one, but we have another human design fairy godmother (laughs) in the name of Allison Cullen. Hi, Allison. Hi. Yay. I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be on y'all's show. We're honored that you're on our show. (laughs) On season two, <laughs> and to talk about all the things because we're not just talking about human design. It's going to be pretty good. I know. You know what we? You just said we talked about human design in season one. We touched on it. Yes, because we really talked about the other services that Erica provided. But then we did a very—I don't know if you listened to it, and if you did, I'm so embarrassed. I haven't yet. No. Our amateur reading, like when I first. <laughs> found out what human design was and I was like, oh shit, but we're not seeing, you got to hear this. And I was literally just reading it off of an app, but it was such an amateur, like mind blowing thing. So, but we don't claim to be the experts. No, but that's why I'm so excited to have you on to talk, talk about it. All right. So let's go into it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. No, I don't either. It's so like Do you want me to just give an overview? Like a layman's terms overview. Okay. If you're listening and you're somewhat interested in either astrology or the Enneagram, buckle up because human design will be like so much. It'll change your world. Like it truly will. And I know that y'all are both like one of Christine, you're a projector. Leah, you're a manifester. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just getting it in, in my head correctly. And we're both I'm three a, fives. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Doesn't okay. that make sense? In a little bit, I might read the like overview of a three five so people can see what, what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. So human design is just a tool to have in your tool belt. It is a very good combination of doing psychedelic work and doing human design work. Like they both really help sort of to fast track the unlearning process, the deconditioning process, the process of, so my husband always makes fun. I mean, not really. He's a projector FYI. So I've learned a lot (laughs) with, with that. Um, but he always makes fun of of me. He's like, so you get paid to give people permission to be who they really are. What? Shit. And I'm like, yeah. And to give relief of that, but we're so taught. I mean, I was born, I'm turning 40 this year. So I was very much like that 80s baby, 90s kid who it's like you were put in this, you're just thrown into the hamster wheel. This is what you do. And, and I live in Texas, like I'm from the Bible Belt. So there was a lot of um, deconditioning with like everything that I learned in church. And and I still feel like some of them are truths for me, honestly, um, but so many, so much crap that I had to get rid of and schooling and, you know, all of the different things. So human design really teaches you to how, how to get out of your head and your ego, like your mind ego and get into your 
body. So what are y'all's authority types? Because that's the way that I like to describe that. Do you remember what your authority, like splenic, emotional? I'm emotional authority. Okay, emotional. Are you looking yours up real quick? I'm looking right now. <laughs> so we can talk about the five types too, but like really learning your authority. Your authority is your decision making process in human design. And we're taught to use our brain for all of our decisions, and it should not be trusted. You're spleen. To, yeah, okay. spleen. So, spleen, to give you an example, your spleen is an organ in your body. And it's also a chakra center, a a energy center in human design. And it is that like cat-like instinct that I wouldn't say that it's the same as like a maternal instinct. It's not everybody has this. Um, It's that cat-like instinct of like, I smell a rat. Like this situation's not good. This person's not good. That kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's spleen. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of my life I've had like certain like not trusted people or have had bad gut feelings about people where everyone else was like, they're great. They're amazing. I'm like, no, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So a lot of times it's, I thought it, that was like my trauma telling, being able to, some could be, but, um, and it's almost like I have to, like wait to prove people right about others. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the spleen. Okay. So Leah, you're emotional, right? Yeah. So sure. you have a defined <laughs> solar plexus. And what you sort of have to do is you're not going to have those like instant instincts. Even if you have a defined spleen, if your emotional authority you're really meant to make sure that you ride out your emotional waves before making a decision. So sometimes that might take two days for you to get out of that funk, or sometimes it might take an hour. But you want to make sure that you're in a place where you're very cool, calm, and collected before you say yes or no to something. Because there might have been times where you said yes to something, but you were in this like high state of like, I can do anything, you know? And then later on, you're like, well, shit, I shouldn't have said yes to that. So it's always okay for you to be like, hey, can I let you know in three days? Can I let you know in two days? I sort of want, so a term that us human design people say is like, can I, can I take some time to run this through my wave, your emotional wave? Oh, I am totally using that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is like really cool. I thought it just meant I made emotion. I made uh, my decisions based on my emotions, and I guess that is not like what it means. I probably yeah. do that a lot, and I shouldn't be doing that. I should like sit and ride the wave of my emotions first. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, your emotions can be very magical, and it's good to feel the the lows and the highs and the confusion of your emotions, and to like process that all. But with big decisions, you want to wait. Um, till you feel really chill and neutral to mm. then access access the feeling. So, how did you get into this space? I want to start. Yeah. With that. So, I found out I was a generator. <clears throat> I think I was really early on pregnant with my now three and a half year old. So it was four four years ago. It was like January or February two thousand nineteen that I started 
getting really into human design. I didn't take a class or anything like that, but I was like, you know, getting all the information and applying it. And as a generator, you know, there's a little less deconditioning that you have to do because we're raised in a generator world of like, go, do, 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 create, don't, you know, like all the things. Generators are very much meant to work a lot and create a lot and like always be be on. Um, So I didn't have a lot of like unlearning to do in that capacity. But at that time, I was working in the music industry in Austin. I lived in Dallas, but I was, all my clients were either in Austin or Nashville. And, um, I worked in the country, the, the country music industry. Um, (laughs) are y'all country fans? (laughs) No, but we were literally just having this conversation before you came on. So I was like, Hey, have you heard that Morgan Wallen song? Cause I can't get it out. I can't get it out of my head. Last night we let the liquor talk. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's all we know about. I mean, neither one of us are like country music, but I know the country music industry is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in that ever since I was 20. Um, And so I was still a business manager in the music industry. I also did, was a business coach on the side, but I wasn't using human design in any of it. So found out about that, applied it to some of my work and started realizing like, oh my God, neither of these things light me up. And when you're a generator, your career's really important. Like being lit up by your career is really important. Mm-hmm. For projectors and manifestors, like you're a little bit more meant to be manifestor leader, like start things and then move on, start things and then delegate them to other people to move on. Christine, as a projector, you're very much meant to be a guide. So me, I'm meant to do, create, all like keep going. Y'all are a little less energy. Y'all are non-energy beings, if that makes sense. <laughs> I like that. And that's a good thing. And you get your energy from probably generators and MGs in your life. Um, but I started applying a lot of these things and it was scary because I was like, well, shit, I'm not supposed to be working in the music industry. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. And that was my life. Like that was my ego. Like I was very well known at as the business manager in the music industry, I was, that was like who Allison was. But at that time too, I was growing a baby and, um, kept working. She came earthside September, 2019. I literally like an hour after having her looked up her human design. She's a reflector. I was like, shit, this is not good (laughs) because And now I've learned a lot more about reflectors, but at that moment I just started crying and I was like, she's going to be so sensitive. I'm going to have to protect her from everything. Like, oh my God, because they have all, so in human design, you see like your map of your chakra centers yeah, and they're either colored in defined or they're white open. And so for a reflector, all of theirs are open, which just means they're very susceptible to other people's energies in each of those areas, whether it's other people's emotions, other people's ideas other people's desires. And it can be a scary thing, you know? And so I have this little one hour old baby and I found out she's a reflector. And my husband, he, he knew he was a projector, but I hadn't started studying it and like really teaching him how to act as a projector. So he's like, why are you crying? Like what, (laughs) what is going on? And I'm like, she's a reflector. That's less than 1% of the population. He's like, this isn't real. Like, what's going on with you? like you're delusional. Um, so anyways, we come home. I start 
studying it more, but did, wasn't getting certified or anything yet, you know, had a lot of postpartum anxiety and depression, and it was just uh, hard. Fast forward six months, March 2020 comes along. I had just been back to work for like six weeks, I guess, maybe like five or six weeks. March 2020 comes along, music industry shuts down, straight up. So I, thank God, was able to get on unemployment for that. And it was sort of this like, okay, let's check in in like three months. Let's check in in six months and whatever. So at that time, we were living in Dallas in this house. My husband lost his job too. He's a He works in the photo industry here. Okay. So we both lost our jobs. And it was scary, but it, none of us knew what was going on. We thought it was going to last two weeks. Remember when yeah. we were like, we'll just hunker down for two weeks. Um, and I knew I have a defined spleen also. And I knew at the beginning of that, I was like, this is not like they're freaking out about something we shouldn't really be freaking out about. Like I just knew, I knew that it was all going to be okay. And that this was happening for more of a mm, restructuring thing mm. than actually like the virus, you know, like I just knew that, but literally everyone, everyone in my life, when I would talk about that was like, you're what's wrong. Like what's wrong with you? Why are you not freaking out? And I'm like, okay. So me and my daughter went down to Austin, basically moved in with my parents so that my husband, since he didn't have a job, he started, we had always planned on renovating this house. So he just started tearing it down. He was like, well, if I'm not working, I might as well do this right now. You know? Wow. So we lived apart for like three months, which was great because my mom was able to help with the baby and I had extra time to get certified in human design. So I got certified in human design. In July 2020, we came back to Austin because daycare opened back up and and all that kind of stuff. My music industry job was still nothing but I came back here, utilized daycare, helped my husband with house renovations, and started my podcast in July 2020. And that's, it's just, that was the end of it. That's all she wrote. Isn't that crazy? And your podcast is, is that you also, it's you do woo. Well, hey there, shroomies. We are so excited to have our first official sponsorship with Colors Gummies, a game changer in the world of mushroom infused treats. So let's dive into what makes Colors Gummies so unique and why we love them so much. For sure. Unlike other brands who use ground up shrooms, Colors uses nano mushroom extract from organically grown mushrooms. Their exclusive extraction process ensures purity and potency, making them five times more robust than raw mushrooms alone. Plus, their gummies carry a full-spectrum blend of tryptamines for that one-of-a-kind experience. That is amazing. So what about dosing precision? Yeah, so Colors addresses this issue with their proprietary nano-extract. It's water-soluble, ensuring a one-to-one dissolution ratio in water. No more unpredictable experiences, just a consistent and reliable dose every time. Ah, I love that. Okay, now let's talk comfort because sometimes I get shroom tummy, but not with colors gummies. Oh my God, same. And there's a reason for that. I always thought it was just completely unavoidable when taking shrooms. But with colors, their extraction process isolates active compounds, leaving behind the indigestible compounds. They're gentle on the stomach, so no shroom tummy with colors. 
Convenience is crucial too. Colors gummies are heat resistant and perfect for on the go. There is nothing worse than finding your melted mushroom chocolates in the bottom of your bag. Holy shit, right? (laughs) Like good luck dosing that out. Colors gummies remain solid, heat resistant up to 180 degrees, but who the fuck is going in 180 degrees? (laughs) And if you are, you're not dosing mushrooms. (laughs) They're convenient for any adventure, so no mess, even distribution, reliable dosing, and a shareable experience. Okay, so now let's talk purity. Colors is committed to all natural and no synthetics. Yeah, so many brands use synthetic lab-derived compounds, but not Colors. They're committed to clean products free of inorganic lab-derived compounds, and all of their products undergo third-party lab testing for potency and purity. So there is a whole range of products from colors, including microdoses, perfect for those starting their journey or seeking a lighter dose, the double strength pouch for a more robust experience, and my new personal favorite, the Amanita Muscaria gummies for relaxation and stress relief. Oh, I love them too. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and made with real fruit juices and purees. Colors gummies are artisan made and hand poured for a truly exceptional experience. Ready to embark on a journey or microdose with colors? Visit the Colors Gummies link in our bio and use our code OTHERSIDE15 for 15% off your purchase. And most importantly, be safe and dose responsibly. Hell yeah. Yes, it it had a different name. It was called Aligned Designs, which I created (sighs) from my head, which was fine, but it's so not the vibe. And then in October 2021... I rebranded like it just came to me. You do woo. Just I like, love it. It just came to me. It was crazy. And I was like, okay, is there is the Instagram open? Is the website open? And so I went and grabbed it. That's so, how yeah. I was with see, see you, you on, on the, the other, other side. side. I was like, mm-hmm. I text. I remember I was on the treadmill walking and I texted Leah and I'm like, holy fuck. Our podcast. See you <laughs> on the other it. side. This is it. And everything. And what, oh my god! When have y'all looked up the podcast Human Design? What? Huh? Yes, you so can. You can go look that? it up based on like the hour that your first episode came out, and see what it is. Okay, we're it's a different it. entity. Like Thank mine is a manifester. Thank my you. Podcast. Leah now has yeah. another rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. Yeah. it's pretty cool that's awesome you know i feel like i could be wrong but like i'm so fascinated by this i'm i have like the app that tells you what you are but i pay for it so i can tell other people what they are so yeah keep keep you don't have to be certified to teach other people about human design so like i send them on their way i'm like yes now that you know go down these rabbit holes now, let me ask this, because there's like astrology, there's all these different things. Why did human design resonate with you so much? Yeah. So I got into the Enneagram for a little bit. I forgot about the and Enneagram. Do y'all know? I, I think I'm kind an eight. Of, yeah, I think I'm an eight I, too. But I hated it and I wanted to be a seven. So <laughs> you, get to, you know what I hate about uh, stuff like that? I think Enneagram's very valuable. But like you get to pick what you are sort of, you know, like your yeah. mind could go and be like, well, I'm this. Well, in human design, it's like astrology where you put in your birth time and that's what you are. Like I know everybody, all of my clients who are projectors are like, oh, 
I don't want to be a projector. And then I'm like, yeah, you actually really do want to. Like, I'm jealous that you're a projector. Why do you want to be um, a projector? Because projectors are way more efficient than all the other types. You can get way more done in a smaller amount of time as long as you're honoring your body and resting when you need to. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Projectors are the new – so manifest – and they're and, – Leah, manifestors are really awesome too. That's why I chose a manifestor as my podcast. Um, like I picked the time, the when I would create it was for that throat throat chakra energy. Um, but manifestors were the old leaders, and then projectors are going to be the new leaders and the new paradigm. Bow down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we're pretty equal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Can you go into, oh, sorry, wait, you were talking about like Enneagram well, didn't, didn't really, really. Yeah, I didn't really answer why this resonates. Okay, once you, if you're listening, I'll give y'all the like um, link to go look up the free chart and the free yeah. my free cheat sheets and everything. If you're listening and you go dive in, you'll know it immediately if this is a tool for you for not. It's not for everybody, but I mean... Most people are like, oh, my God. Like, they resonate with it so much more than astrology and so much more than any of the other little, you know, personality type tests. Um, it's not just, like, your energy on a daily basis and how you work. It's how you interact with other people. It's how you use different aspects of your body. Like, some people are very much meant to be more opinionated than others, some people are meant to speak their truth more than others. Some people are meant to have like, like uh, their relationship with time. Like I do not like time pressure around me. I have an open root center, which means I really like when setting goals, it's way better for me to set like a quarterly goal than like a monthly goal, you know? Um, so it, it, it like, really looks at every every aspect of your life, not just like your personality. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember reading mine and um, uh, my husband, he his like strongest sense is touch. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like you don't like to be touched. Like you don't like physical touch and affection. And then I start reading more into it and I was like, oh my God, like you have such major sensory issues because mm -hmm. your touch is like your strongest sense. Like you like the way things feel versus the way they look. And that's never been an issue mm -hmm. for me. So then it started making more sense. And one of the other things that can tell you, like the way that you uh, digest food. Mm -hmm. That's a whole thing. Yeah. That's a whole aspect. I haven't even gotten certified in that part of it yet. I want to, but that's not like, I don't know. That's a that's a whole other rabbit hole that's very valuable, you know, too. So yeah, human design touches on it. <clears throat> so there's a combination between your energy centers, which 10 years from now will actually have all of the capable like technological capabilities to read people's energies. Like when you do like a EKG cardiogram or whatever, and like you can see the health of somebody's heart you're going to be able to like see people's energy fields and 
the health of them and like where they're vibrating. Like that's, it's just going to be a thing. We just haven't gotten, I mean, it's probably they have gotten there yet, but we don't use it on a daily basis, just layman people. Um, But that is, that is what human design is teaching you. It's a combination of like your DNA that you were born with. So there's a lot of DNA research that goes into this as well, combined with like the woo-woo of your energy field, which isn't going to be woo-woo anymore in 10 years, you know? I love Love that. that. (laughs) But okay, one thing I did want to say, as far as the personality type deal, the part of the human design chart that sort of talks about your personality is your profile. Can I read y'all's the three, five? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the three, five is called the martyr heretic, but we also have a name for it. It's called the great life experimenter. Have y'all heard that name for the three, five yet? No, not like that. No. (laughs) Yeah. So the three, five is cool. So the three, five has an, I don't need you attitude, but they're also very magnetic, relatable, and lovable. Everybody wants to know what the three, five is going through in real time, like the behind the scenes right? Shit. Um, not afraid to call bullshit. You are meant to embrace the messiness of life. Life is a roller coaster. You sometimes see yourself as just figuring it out, but you're a catalyst for change and for other people to learn. Um, you're sort of, instead of like being an authority, you're a little bit more taking people along for the ride, which is so true. It's like, literally what, what we're doing. doing. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's why it blew my mind. I don't even remember what episode that was. It was in one of the first 10 episodes we did where I'm like reading this stuff and I'm like, we're literally, bitch, we're literally doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally doing it. We're already living in our design. And yep. I think one of the crazy things is, you know, I read uh, one of my friends, human designs, and she was like, that doesn't sound like me at all. And I was like, you know, if you had asked me three years ago, mm-hmm. none of this would have sounded anything like me, but I am living in my design now and I was doing it before I knew what human design was. So now everything that's on my chart, I'm like, oh my God, that makes sense now. Oh my God, that makes sense now. Like finding my voice, like that happened in the last three years. That was not a thing before, like all of it. Yeah. It's weird. Or is it? Yeah. I think, so there's a couple different things with uh, I, if you would have asked me before I turned 33, I don't think I would have resonated with as much of this stuff at 33. So I'm a six, two, I'm a hermit. Um, mm. so at 33 was when I actually started hermiting and it changed my whole world. Like for, for good before that, I was trying to be the social butterfly and like doing all the things. I was actually acting like an MG, like a super extroverted MG. And I was exhausted. I was honestly an alcoholic. Um, oh. I I needed to like numb out because I was doing too many things. So when you hermit it up, <laughs> you were like literally living your best life. So I guess then if people don't necessarily resonate with their human design, it's probably because they are being is what do you call it? They're not self. Probably. Um, they might not. It. I mean, it depends on your profile. Right. A lot of um, for a three, y'all probably had a lot of shifts when you turned 30. 
So for sixes or threes, your your life is sort of divided into, well, more so for sixes. But that's sometimes when a lot of things happened is at the end of your Saturn return, you have a lot of shifts. So that's between ages 30 and 33, usually. That's so How old are y'all now? I'm 39. I'm 35. I had to think about that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's a, that's a part of it too. But yeah, if you don't resonate, so I haven't, I've only had like one person in my three years of doing human design chart readings that didn't resonate. And I think she was just so deeply conditioned. She was a, she was a network marketing gal and she was just like following all the rules, not thinking for herself at all. I mean, honestly, she should do a little bit of mushrooms and, and like, expand her mind some, but I think she was just like very much like good girl following the rules. I'm like, these people have what I want. So I'm going to go do exactly what they're doing. So I don't think she was open to it. That's a one person in the 500 or more human design readings that I've done that hasn't resonated. Um, I think everybody will resonate, will resonate with at least some aspects of their chart. And then the more you learn, the more you can sort of peel the onion layers and be like, okay, let me practice working on my spleen this month. Let me practice working on my ego heart center in human design. The ego center is also called the heart center because it's more your ego of what truly intrinsically motivates you, not your like mind ego, if that makes sense. So, So sometimes that confuses people, but like as you work on the different aspects of your chart, you get to know yourself better in that, that way. I think I'm obsessed with you. I know. You're obsessed (laughs) with human design. (laughs) That too. Uh, Okay. So for our listeners who are like new to this, I don't, we don't have to do a deep dive, but like, I know that there are five energy centers, right? Is that what they're called? Energy types. Energy types. Five energy types. What are those energy types? And can you do like a brief description of each? Yes. So let me start, Leah, with your type. Manifestors are about 7% of the population. These are throughout history who were like kings and queens, like the the true leaders um, of our world. Very much meant to go start things and then have people to delegate stuff to because you are not an energy being. Like you get your energy from other people. So manifestors a lot of times work a little bit more on a weekly basis than a daily basis. So it's like you have one or two days a week where you're on fire and get so much shit done. And then you need to rest or play the rest of the week. That is so true. Because how many times have you like gotten notification after notification that I'm getting content done? It's all at once. It's never like spread out. I like have a day and I'm like, I'm going to do content today. Mm -hmm. And I just knock it all out. Interesting. And then your throat chakra is super important. So manifestors have always, all manifestors have their throat chakra lit up. So speaking your truth and speaking and over communicating and over informing people is a really big deal. You struggle with that. I used to struggle with that. Now my husband would say, Jesus Christ, you're so fucking, what's the, not resilient, but like I push. Yeah. You're persistent. Persistent. There you go. That's the word. He's like, you're so persistent. I'm like, yeah. What type is your husband? I think he's a manifesting generator. generator. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If you want to send me um, y'all's partner's charts, I can, I can like give you a few little 
tips too. Yeah. Totally. I want to, I want to do some like one-on-one work with you. Yeah. Okay. So Christine, you're a projector. So projectors are about 20% of the population and projectors in this. So when I say new paradigm, um, in human design, there's this like very, very woo woo concept that we're in 2020, we started the deconditioning process in 2027. It will be finalized. I think there's some astrological stuff to this too. I don't, I'm not an astrology buff, so I don't know, but in human design, 2027 is the new paradigm. So we're halfway through almost. So this is good. Um, projectors are the new leaders in this new paradigm. You are, a, you are not meant to like create a ton or work, 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 do, do, do. You're meant to like sort of guide people through their process. Ooh. Yeah. Like I've always been kind of a big picture person. So I mm-hmm. hate like focusing on small details, minuscule details. Yeah. And I like the big picture and like knowing that there's movement. But sometimes I think I, I'm a very good listener. So sometimes I think I struggle with being able to vocalize what I'm seeing for big picture stuff. Yeah. And that's the, that's a wonderful reason to have Leah as a partner because you sort of see things from a higher perspective than Leah, but Leah can like vocalize it and get into the details and go make it happen or get, find people to make it happen. You know, shit. it's a great partnership. P- projectors work a little bit more on a daily basis, but you're only supposed to work for like two or three hours a day. I'm, I can fuck with that very, very <laughs> yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, and, and for people who are projectors who are maybe working like 40 to 60 hour work weeks right now, here's how I've, fixed this for my husband. Cause my husband's a projector. He worked in the photo industry, which is like 10 to 12 hour days, you know? And so what he had to do was a little bit play around with it. So he was working full time before. And then once he learned how learned that he was a projector, I was like, get real picky about who you work for. And he started raising his rates and now he works five to 10 days a month. And then he can rest all the other time. So my fiance is a projector and he is literally a workaholic. Yeah. He's going to have to decondition from that, but you're, you can help him. But luckily he has quit his corporate job and he's starting his own business. He's literally like in the next two weeks going to be done with corporate world. So yeah, projectors are meant to be their own boss. Very manifestors and projectors for different reasons are meant to be their own boss for sure. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because we've always been our own bosses and neither one of us came from the corporate world. I was like, nah, yeah. I, don't, I don't do that shit. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought it was my ADHD, but <laughs> you're like, yeah. not because you're a projector. Yeah. All right. So projector, so manifester. <clears throat> Reflectors, I'll just touch on real quick because there's probably not a ton. Listening. I only know one. Yeah. My aunt. Yeah, I don't know any. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reflectors are less than 1% of the population. Wow. They are considered lunar beings. So they work a little bit more on a monthly basis. Women, women work on a monthly basis too, but reflectors are really on a monthly basis. Like they definitely need to have like some kind of app looking at 
where the moon is and how they feel around a full moon versus a new moon and all that kind of stuff. Um, reflectors are legit meant to be our mirrors. So I get to have my child be my mirror in two ways. It's not cool at all. Um, and I just had a project or a reflector on one of my podcast episodes. If y'all ever want to have a reflector on, she's amazing. Her name's Anastasia Jones. And she taught, she taught me a lot about reflectors, um, that they're the most repellent of types because they bring out in you things that you don't want to see that you have to look at. Like they're legit a mirror. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I go to my aunt a lot. You know this. Uh-huh. Like she's like my mom to me. Right. She's like the one person I go to for like everything, which is wild. Yeah. She's the only reflector I know. Hmm. Interesting. So um, group wise, it's really cool. Like if you have a team or a group or whatever, it's really cool to have a reflector in every group because they can sort of reflect back the health of the group and the health of society and all of that. So a lot of reflectors in the past have become sort of recluse. Like they go off, like Sandra Bullock's a reflector. She is not out in the, like she, she does her thing and then she's like a recluse. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I don't know, but in the new paradigm, reflectors are much more meant to be active in the community and be constantly mirroring the health of the community. So go find yourself a reflector friend because it, they're very, very valuable. All right. Any um, listeners, reflectors, <laughs> we hit need us you on our team. <laughs> Let's <Yes>. hang out. <laughs> yes. Um, and reflectors can have a lot of energy. Um, they are also non-energy beings, but they get, they always attract people to them. And like my daughter has, is one of the most extroverted little human beings ever. Like she has a ton of, ton of energy. Um, the other two types manifesting generators. So many gens are a mixture between manifestors like Leah and generators like me. They'll sort of, they sort of like have two people living inside of them and just depends on the day, what they feel more like. Um, So many gens and generators make up 70% of the population. So most of y'all's listeners are probably many gens or generators. And these people are the energy beings. So we provide energy for the rest of the world if we're doing something that lights us up. Mm. So, and y'all, is the app that you have, Jenna Zoe's app, the My Human Design app? Yes. 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 Okay. So she's my mentor. Um, (gasps) I've taken it. I've taken a couple other certifications too, but she's my main human design mentor. I love, she makes it so easy to understand. So that app is, is great. So she says that the reason that our world's so fucked up and unhappy is because all of the generators and many gens, not enough of us are doing things that light us up. So it's Ooh. our fault. You know, this is, so my husband last summer had this epiphany that he hates his job. And I've been telling him that for like years and he is completely switching career paths, starting law school next month, went from like coding to like law school. And he, like when he talked about it, he was like, I've always wanted to do this. I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to go to law. And so now I'm like, holy shit, he's going to be like 
doing something he loves for the Mm -hmm. first time in his entire life. I'm so excited for him to do that, but you're exactly right. Like he was really great at his job. Like Mm -hmm. he's been a coding manager for as long as I've known him, but like didn't love it. Yeah. Good at it, but wasn't great, but wasn't same. Yeah. Same for me. And a lot of people are a lot of generators and MGs already pivoted between March, 2020 and now even more are going to be doing so between now and 2027. Look at our husbands doing the work. Shit. (laughs) And it will affect y'all so much. When I started doing this work, my husband got so much more energetic. He was able to stop taking ADD medication. He started eating better. He started taking care of himself. Like, And I didn't ask him to do any of these things. It's just because I, I, as a generator, started doing something that lit me up. So my husband, who's non-energy being, who gets his energy from me, started being healthier. Wow. That's wild. That is wild. And how, like, you guys are both projectors, but, like, when one person starts doing, living in their design, it kind of, like, pushes. Wow. Okay. And I never really thought of it. In that way. No. Okay. Human design's trippy. It's 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 deep. No wonder why it's like mushrooms. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Help us relate this back to psychedelics and so I mean it sounds like yeah. you know, the first experience I ever had kind of brought me closer to myself. So I do feel like it's been this journey of like figuring out who I am, what I need, mm-hmm. what's best for me. In both avenues. So so the way I would compare it is just purely with brain rewiring. Because, you know, like psilocybin rewires your brain. Even totally. if you just take the capsules and you don't even do a big trip or you don't even feel it, like it, it is working on your brain. And the main thing that it is doing, <clears throat> and m- many of the psychedelics do this, but the main thing that it's doing is decalcifying the pineal gland, right? Um, which is not a woo-woo thing. It's an actual little, I don't remember how, do y'all know how big it is in your brain? It's like really small. I think it's, it's a tiny. Small little, it's a small little gland in your brain and it produces DMT. <clears throat> so we already have DMT going, you know, that's meant to be going through our body in small amounts. So Right. But that little gland is what then goes and monitors how much um, melatonin your body is creating. So it affects your sleep. It affects your immune system. It affects like just clarity. Um, melatonin, go go- y'all can go Google this. It, it has way more jobs to do than just putting us to sleep. Like there's a ton and the pineal glands in charge of melatonin and it's in charge of DMT too. These like we calcify our pineal gland by in a lot of ways, toxin buildup, um, fluoride drinking water that has fluoride in it. That's a whole other thing. Cause Cam's like, so you think it's a conspiracy theory? Like that the government tries to put fluoride in water. Well, yeah, because it makes you not think for yourself because it calcifies your pineal gland. It makes you just be a little robot, you know? Shit. So yeah. Um, So we have a Berkey filter and then I put minerals back in the water, you know, put like electrolytes or 
or minerals back in the water. We drink electrolytes every day. Yeah. Yeah. So filtering your water, not using fluoride in your toothpaste, not letting dentists use fluoride on you, like all that kind of stuff. And then doing things differently than you do every day, like can help decalcify your pineal gland. Any type of, we'll we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Combo is a jump start for decalcifying your pineal gland. But the reason you want to do this is because when your pineal gland is clear, that is when whatever you call it, God, source, creativity, love can then access your brain to give you ideas, to give you new outlooks, to give you a new perspective. You know, seeing one thing that you would have seen 10 years ago and now you see it in a different way. Yeah. That's why you you need your pineal gland clean. And human design can help you do that because it makes you question everything. And not in like a not in like a um paranoia way. It's like a okay, well, I've been doing this. Maybe if I change, then I'll have a better outcome, you know? It is like with psychedelics, because I felt like I was putting all of these like puzzle pieces together on why I did the things that I did, but it wasn't necessarily my authentic self when making those decisions. It was trauma. It was programming. It was ego. ego. It was what, you know, got taught to me like, no, you do this because if you do this, you're good. Or and if you don't do this, you're bad or, you know. Yeah. One of the, I do want to say this because I have two friends and I don't know what energy type this is or if it's like their profile types. I'm not sure, but neither one of them have stuck with one thing. They like are always jumping from one thing to the next, like different hobbies, different like little career paths. And they're not good at one thing and they beat Mm -hmm. themselves up for it. And I remember reading whatever it was in their human design charts that was like, you're not meant to do one thing. And I feel like that alone is like validation. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, okay. So people like me are supposed to exist because Mm -hmm. everything lights me up and I get something from everything. And I'm not meant to be that person who sticks with one thing. Yep. I feel that way a little bit. Cause I feel like, you know, you're somebody who really goes down like these rabbit holes. Yeah. It, it, that doesn't necessarily resonate with me. I like learning a little bit about a lot of things. Um, but off there were, there have been times where I'm like, should I like be better at this or should I like, you know what I mean? No, that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get so mad. Cause I'm like, why don't, why doesn't everybody go down these rabbit holes? And my husband is like, Leah, not a lot of people do what you do. Like that's yeah. like your thing. So it's, yeah. it's wild. They're so, probably many gens. Those, I mean, let me know after you look up their charts, but a lot of times many gens can have that. Like what's wrong with me? I never finish anything that I start and I, they are, when, you, yeah, they both are <laughs> shit. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So then can we go over, is it the personality types? Like, cause those are the three fives and the six Uh, twos and stuff. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are, that's, um, there's 12 different profiles. So that would take a little while, but on the cheat sheets, the free cheat sheets, I'll give you all to share with your listeners. 
there's okay. uh, an episode for every single one. I have 12 episodes. Perfect. So we can literally go and listen to one like for three fives, listen to one for six twos. I love that. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> okay. That'll give our listeners some homework too, for sure. Yeah. I want to hear about your combo experience. Yes. And so- this is one we know like nothing about. combo? Cambo, combo. Cambo, right? I don't. I the my practitioner calls it combo, but she's also oh. from Africa, so I don't know. Okay, interesting. It's K A M B O. So okay. I'll say combo. Y'all can say cambo. Same thing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. So yeah, I've I've listened to y'all's episodes where you talked about your ayahuasca experience. Um, I have not yet done Aya, but I have heard that Aya is the feminine medicine and combos the masculine medicine. If anybody, you know, doesn't know that yet, apparently that's the situation. And combo is also a medicine from South America, but it's not from a plant. It is from a frog. So they, and I'll send you guys, all of the correct information is on a website, I think called IAKP. I'll send that to y'all. If people are interested, you can also find a certified practitioner through there. Don't just get anyone because I'm going to explain how this works and you don't want just anyone doing combo on you because it's not meant to be something that's put into your bloodstream. It's only meant to go into your lymph system. So quick um, reference, this is not the same thing as 5-MeO-DMT. Like this is not toad. Nope. Okay. But nope. it also comes from a frog. Yep. Very different. Okay. Yeah. I have not done that and I'm not done. I think my sister said there's something called Bufo. Bufo yeah, is the 5-MeO DMT. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is not Bufo. Okay. Um, it's a certain type of frog and they get a secretion from it in a very, uh, like the frog comes to them that the frog wants this to happen. Like it's not, it's not painful or anything. It's this big ceremony that they get, I think the secretion from the frog and then the frog lives and goes on. But like the frog comes to you and it's weird because the second you decide that you are going to do combo, you start seeing frogs. Like it's weird. That's like with mushrooms, you start seeing mushrooms everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the frog will like come to you. This might you. be the first the first way the frog's calling you. So there's a um, they s- call it a poison, but it's a secretion. It's it's not going to kill you. And then in the actual ceremony, <clears throat> there's actually three parts to the ceremony. You don't have to do all three parts, but I think it enhances it. So first, you do hape, which is the tobacco. Mm-hmm which very much opens your pineal gland and it grounds you. Um, combo, maybe it's considered a psychedelic. You don't have really a psychedelic experience. You don't see things. Um, but it is. it can be ungrounding because some people purge, like throw up. So first you do hape, which is the um, tobacco smoke. And that is meant to ground you and open your pineal gland. That was intense. Um, like my sister does hoppe often for, it, get, it can give you energy and feels really nice. Um, I It's a lot of it for the combo ceremony. And so I was like, whoa, hold on a moment. Like I needed sort of 45 minutes to let that pass. It almost feels like you're underwater, like sucking in water. It's not a pleasant 
experience. But then once you, once it sets in, you feel like your whole body is buzzing and it's very pleasant, but it's, it's sort of like, I was like, I'm not ready to start like chugging water and throwing up just yet. Like, give me a moment. So I chilled out after that. And then in order to do combo, you have to drink like one to two liters of water in like 10 minutes. That's the hardest part. Just FYI. (laughs) We're over here like complaining about our gallon for the day. (laughs) Oh my God. It is. You like the first half you're like, okay, I got this. I got this. And then you're like, I can't drink anymore. And so our, our, our shaman made us stand up and she's like, you got to stand up. It's got to like move into your body. I'm like, Oh my God. So that was hard. That was a hard part for days. Literally. Right. So you do that and then the practitioner will come and put some artificial burns on your skin. Usually for the first time you do it, you get like four or five gates, they call it. It's just these tiny little dots that are burned into your skin. You can't even see mine anymore. Like they, it's, it doesn't create a true scar. Like it's very superficial. And you, I didn't even feel her doing the burn. So if anybody's scared of burning, like it's not a, it's not a big deal. And then she'll put the actual frog secretion on you. It takes about 30 seconds for it to start. I know with like with Aya, it takes a while, right? Um, This takes 30 seconds to start. And you, so what's crazy, I've only done it twice. We're getting ready to do it a third time because you're supposed to do it three times within a moon cycle to get the most results. The first time you do it is physical detoxification. The second time you do it is mental and emotional detoxification. And the third time is ancestral DNA clearing. So like I come from a very long line of German alcoholics and people who like severe depression, suicide, abuse, like all that. And I'm like, dude, this third time, Mkali, who's our uh, practitioner, was like, your third time is going to be interesting because you have like just being German heritage. There's a lot of trauma that that I'm ending now by doing this. So that's that. Wow. So within 30 seconds, I felt it. Um, And what it feels like is it's going through your lymph system. So you can feel it racing through your body and it'll stop at different parts. It is nuts. Like it's like the frog is so very smart. And I'm sure like y'all sort of described Aya this way. Like it always knows what to work on for that session, you know? So the first session, I have always had like IBS Uh and we're trying to get pregnant for baby number two. And so the first time I felt it scan my whole body, it's like it went through every part of my body and then it landed in my stomach. And it was like, I think fixing my IBS, it was like fixing my, like clearing my womb, healing all of that kind of stuff. And I threw up a lot, but it's not a... um. You know, when you throw up, when you like have the stomach flu and you're like, afterwards, you're like, oh my God, it feels so much better. So it's sort of like that during the 20 minutes, you don't get a whole lot of relief. It's just like throwing up, but it doesn't bother you. Like I hate throwing Same up. Same thing it with make, ayahuasca. Yeah. It didn't it doesn't smell, bother you. It's not like, yep. like your throat, like really burned. It's almost mm-hmm. like 
it felt good to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a necessary purge. And I think that's where like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. I'm like, yeah, but it's not like when you're sick and you don't feel good or you got too drunk or whatever. I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. very different. And you're like a release. You're equating it to that. But it's almost like, yeah, it's like a much needed release. Like it didn't smell at all. Yeah. Well, this was straight up the water that I had just. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. All that water. Good point. Yeah. So she, as she also has you not eat or drink anything for 12 hours before so that you're not throwing up food yeah. and not throwing up food isn't actually bad. Like just throwing up water isn't really bad and yeah. not alcohol. I mean, I've thrown up alcohol many times and it's terrible. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is not, this is the best throwing up you'll ever have. <laughs> um, best experience. And, and some people don't throw up. Like my sister's done it twice and she just shakes. So to purge, she just like shakes. Some people shake, <sighs> some people sweat. Um, me and my husband both definitely threw up. So you do that, and then the second they wipe it off of your skin, it stops. It just stops immediately, and you feel immediate relief. Then you chill for a little while, and then if you want to do the eye drops, she'll do the eye drops. So it's called Seninga. We did Have that. We did that too. Okay. Yeah. So that scared me because sometimes if you do it super intense, you can feel like blind for 10 minutes. That wasn't the case. It just hurt like a jalapeno in your it eye. It's like a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, but then, you know, it goes away. And that apparently is one thing that really opens your third eye. Your and clean, cleans up your pineal gland. Um, so that's the process. That's the three step process of a combo ceremony. And then you can do it again, two different times within that month for the full the full effect. How long did they leave the combo on your skin? Like how long was that experience? 20 minutes. Oh, so really not. So from start to finish, like you're done in a few hours. Yeah. She came to our house at 11 AM and was gone by 1230 both times. So you did it at your house. Yes. Some practitioners have it at their house. Um, she lives in Fort Worth and we're in Dallas. So she came to us, um, she sometimes charges a little bit more for that, I think. But it's sort of nice to have it at your house because then uh-huh. you can just go to your bed after and chill. Like you don't feel bad, but you're like a little bit tired and you just, I don't know, it felt like how I feel. It, you sort of feel like you just did MDMA or something. Like you're like, uh, just really chill. Just down. Like you yeah. don't want to do anything. We need to do this. I know. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're going to find somebody. Yes. So if if somebody knows of anyone or you are that person, I wonder hit if us the- up person we were going to do hop a with i know exactly yep yeah yep, totally. does that too we should ask so talk about the after yeah mm-hmm. so apparently this always is the case the next day you have more energy than you've ever had in your entire life it's just like a reset um I was doing it. My main reasons. Well, uh, I'm like a psychonaut. I love trying anything and everything. So I was Same. doing it for <laughs> experimenting. Down and to whatever. <laughs> ever since I had COVID, I've had heart palpitations. Um, and so that's a thing they're finding out now is like whether you got the shot or you actually had COVID, those antibodies and those spike proteins are affecting our cardiovascular system. So one of my friends told me that combo is a great way to just like nip that and like be done with it. Haven't had a heart palpitation since doing it. 
Um, my husband this? did it for he ever since he had COVID, he has had high blood pressure. So he did it for that. Um, he hasn't been having to take his blood pressure medication and he didn't know that this was going to be a situation. We were in Texas. He always has seasonal allergies, like terrible March and April. He's like on Claritin D all the time. Hasn't had to take it all month. What? No allergies. He's 42. He's had allergies his entire life. What, um, what are the legalities of combo? It is legal in most states. At Texas, it's legal. So um, it's legal in most states. It's not considered a psychedelic. <clears throat> yeah, because you're not um, really going into like your subconscious. Mm -mm. It's just a clean out. It's a cleaning out. Wow. Okay. We should do this after spring it's legal. break. It's legal here in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is so interesting. All right. Yeah, we're doing this. Oh, totally. Okay. Well, now my question ah. to you is like, what have you done? Like, let's, yeah. let's talk a um, little bit about psychonauts here. <laughs> yeah. So I is on my list. I have not, I was going to do it. Um, my sister is part of a community in Austin that does it two or three times a year. And she invited me, but I was pregnant. Um, I had a miscarriage in December, so I wasn't able to do it. You're not supposed to do it pregnant. I'm sure people in the world do, but I think you're not supposed to do it pregnant. Um, so I'm going to sign up for doing it in June with her. So long as I'm not, I'm sort of like, if I get pregnant, I want to be able to like hand it off to some, my spot off to someone else. So that's the one, one thing that I really want to do that I haven't done. I have been doing, I've been microdosing mushrooms for three years now. Wow. I think I started, I think I started a little bit after I had Caroline. Um, and I've done a couple of bigger trips, but they were more for fun. I haven't done one like to, to really go deep. Um, because when I like really, when I started getting really, really into all of this was October, like I've been microdosing for three years, but like it was like last September or October where I feel like everything came online where I was like, I want to try all these things. And then I got pregnant. I was like, shit. Um, so anyways, right after I had my miscarriage, my husband and I did MDMA. Oh my God. The best. The, I mean, we had been in marriage therapy since before we got married. And I'm like, so how much, much fucking, fucking time did we waste money and time when four hours of an MDMA hangout. And we didn't, we didn't do anything. We just laid in our bed. I mean, our child was being kept by her grandparents. So thank you, mom and dad. Like it was amazing. Thanks and, mom and dad. So we could do drugs. <laughs> like literally. Like, and they knew that too. I was, Cam was like, your parents are so cool. Like, <laughs> your parents are super cool. Um, but it's like, we have, we almost got to a point a few times where we talked about divorce. Honestly. Like we went through a hard, rough patch the past three years and we weren't great to start with. We were those like toxic people that fought all the time. And we've done three sessions now and we're like, oh my, like you just see each, like your amygdala turns off, right? So the de defense, fight or flight, resentments. Gone. Any, gone, gone. You know, that's, I swear, I think it's like one of the things, I mean, a lot of things saved our marriage, but I remember asking for a divorce before I did mushrooms. And then when I came out of my first heroic journey, I was like, no, I still want a divorce. <laughs> 
Like that didn't change. Mm -hmm. Um, if anything, it solidified it for me. Um, and one of our last resorts, this was his idea. He found an article that was talking about how MDMA helps save marriages. And I'm telling you before my mushroom journey, I was very anti drugs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think oh, MDMA is not a drug. Doing it's it so good was it's like so good. When I after doing that, I kind of like opened my mind to all these other things. So he was like, he came to me and he was like, "Listen, we, you don't have to do this, but I but I got us some MDMA and I found this article and I was like, okay." And I think he was shocked that I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, let's fucking do it." And I remember that first time I was like, "Oh, dude, we're doing this." Twice a year. Right. At least like this is like my birthday anniversary. Like it's such a way to connect in in like kind of what you were saying. It's not even like the sexual part of it. Mm -hmm. That's like just a bonus. It's the being able to talk about things without being defensive, without being angry, like having these really difficult, hard conversations and being there for each other through them. That's like the best part for me. Yeah. We, uh, it's interesting too, because everybody knows that I've tried all these different things. Um, I've done ketamine therapy. Um, that was helpful too, but man, MDMA is just a special thing. And like, I think sometimes people get scared about like ketamine or Aya or combo or mushrooms even. And with MDMA, I'm like, this is not scary. No, like, you don't please have to everybody prepare. do it. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> it's funny, be- though, because I will bring up, you know, if, if people come to me and they're they're really struggling with their spouse or partner or whoever, I will say you should really think about like doing MDMA together. And people are like, like ecstasy. No, it's not the same. Thing. I know, but they're they're like, I mean, I did that like in college or whatever. I'm like, it's totally not different. the same thing. There's mm-hmm. just still this like stigma with this stuff, and I'm like, it could literally save your marriage. Now just I can also have a better see, understanding of each other. Like you know, Jason did it a lot in college sure. to party, sure. never one on one with someone. My husband, I can see how that could be a completely different experience like going to yeah. a club I and I kind of like I'm like you like I kind of want to experience that yeah. like yeah sure but totally. also this is our like connection drug like this is our love yeah. drug literally yeah and like literally like there was some funny Instagram reel that came out about like a pharmaceutical a fake pharmaceutical ad for parents that said I need a fucking break <laughs> and and I was like this is that for parents or anybody, but like for sure parents need to be doing this like three oh, times yeah. a year. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. should look into 2CB. Okay. It's a I psychedelic will. that's similar to okay. MDMA. He, yeah. Like what? Oh. Like you get the visuals of psych of, of psilocybin, but then you also get like the, the, um, body feeling, the body feeling, effects, yeah. the body high of MDMA. So it's actually yeah. like you can pair them together, like MDMA mm-hmm. and two C. Oh, we're gonna send her down a rabbit hole. I know. There we, we go. <laughs> yeah, my husband's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, who did you talk to today?" Well, and no. you can do because, like, you want to take breaks with the MDMA. Yeah, with two C. Yeah, 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 you can. Like, there isn't that risk. Like, you can do it more frequently. 
Yeah, I think for anybody who's wanting to um, try out MDMA, I would say make sure that like three days before and three days after you take 5-HTP because it helps um, build back up your serotonin. You can feel a little bit of a hangover feeling if you don't do that because it it depletes your serotonin. It basically dumps all your brain serotonin, which is a wonderful feeling, but you want to make sure you're building it back up. Um, We, I didn't have any issues the first two times I did it because I was very vigilant about the 5-HTP, which is legal at your grocery store or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the third time that I did it, I didn't um, put that and I felt a little bit hungover the next day. I just get so tired. I was going to say it's like a hangover, but like without the body hangover type. For me, it's like a mind hangover. Like I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to parent. I don't want to run errands like I just want to chill in my pajamas the yeah. entire rest of the day which I'm like that doesn't sound that bad honestly yeah. it's good to do every once in a while yeah so, so yeah thank you so yeah those are those are the things I've done MDMA ketamine um which I've done through a company called Mind Bloom which is legal in most states I think um psilocybin what else did I oh combo so I is on my list. Is should anything else be on my list? LSD. Yeah. Okay. That can be on my I've list I've too. tried to describe this for people before, and I know that I'm like I'm still going down my like bucket list of items, but for me, oh and DMT. Um I've said MDMA feels like love. Psilocybin feels like home. Um DMT feels like heaven. LSD mm. feels like childhood like a good childhood yeah and what's the other one ayahuasca feels like mother Mm. and out of all of them i feel like that's like the best descriptor i could think of so and i actually i've never done like a larger dose of lsd but i actually like microdosing lsd a lot more than i like microdosing mushrooms cool yeah you do yeah so oh you know what's crazy Ever since doing combo, when I microdose and I do, so when I do my microdose of psilocybin, I do about 0.2 mm-hmm. in the lemon and then let it sit for 20 minutes and then chug it. And ever since I've done combo, my microdosing days, which I do like three days a week, feel like mini MDMA sessions. Oh, shit. They're like in, they're like potent in a beautiful way. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing this shit. Yeah, we totally. Totally are when we get back. Seriously. No, seriously. We'll do it. Thank you. Oh my God. I I like am in love with you. (laughs) We need to hang out. Can we we do Aya together or like hang out and do a LSD? How far far is Dallas from Kentucky? I don't Um, think we're that far away. A fucking minute. Like it's like six hours maybe. Longer than that? Really? Okay, I could be wrong. I don't know. I would say I don't way know. longer. Yeah, we're gonna hang out. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> or y'all could come down to Austin. I have a house in Austin, so yeah, we'll come to Perfect. Austin. Perfect. I've always wanted to go to Austin. We'll do that. All right, we'll make this happen. Um, for our listeners, how can they find you? I need you to plug your stuff, plug yeah. your podcast. It's yes. been so good to so talk the- to you, but I want everybody else to like also have access to you. <laughs> Totally. Send me a DM and say hi. I'm on Instagram at you do woo, Y-O-U-D-O-W-O-O. And that's my podcast name too. That's the best place to get a hold of me. Love it. Yep. Thank you, Allison, for everything. 
I love you. I love her energy. I know. I do too. (laughs) We're going to do drugs together. And I I really do (laughs) want to do a one-on-one with you. I would love that. Yeah, that would be so fun. Yeah, okay. we're we can do, do a co- we can do a combined one with y'all too if you want to. Let's do it. Totally. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you this so has much. Been so fun. Thank y'all for having me. Of Thank course. You. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.